Hello, ladies and gentlemen. You will welcome back to another episode of the Nigerian Story Podcast, episode 24, tagged The Regulation and the Subsidy Regime in Nigeria. This is Wednesday, 23rd of October 2020, and hi, I'm still your host, AYODJI IODJI Adegbala. I want to appreciate you for listening and followership. If you are listening for the first time on the show, take this. This is a Nigerian Story Podcast where we learn from the past, discuss the present, and suggest a way forward for the future. From politics, history, economy, to leadership, this show is for all Nigerians and for those interested in Nigeria. Now, straight to business. Today we have a special guest on our show, all the way from Ondo State. And he will be talking about the topic, deregulation and the subsidy regime in Nigeria. He obtained a bachelor and master's of science degrees, both in political science from the prestigious Obafemi Awolowo University, Ilife in Nigeria, and holds a doctorate degree also in political science from the University of KwaZulu-Nata, Petersburg, South Africa. He is currently a lecturer in the Department of Political Science and um, Public Administration at the Kunle Ajashin University, Akumba Akoko, Ondosti. Ladies and gentlemen, he is a practicing consultant in politics, capacity building, and strategic thinking. I am talking about no other person but Dr. Celestial Jumbo. Doctor, you're welcome to the show, sir. Thank you for having me on your show. Greetings to listeners at all. Thank you, sir. Sir, recently, almost every year, we in Nigeria talk about removal of oil subsidy. When President Muhammad Buhari assumed office in May 2015, he promised to abolish um, petrol subsidy and on May 11, 2016, he announced a controversial removal of fuel subsidy across the country. Now, this development saw the petrol price reduced initially to 86.50 per litre from 87 Naira before adjusting upward to 141 Naira. Later, this price was also adjusted further upward to 145 Naira per litre. And recently in 2020, the federal government says in saving the economy, fuel subsidy is gone for good. So what is your take on the total removal of the fuel subsidy this time? Good afternoon, Mr. Ayodeji Adebola. And uh, thank you for having me on your show, The Nigerian Story. And I also use this opportunity to thank and appreciate our listeners all over the world uh, for having tuned into this uh, program. On the issue on ground, on the issue at hand, the issue of uh, subsidy regime in Nigeria, you recall that uh, the issue of subsidy removal from the Prime Motor Spirit PMS in Nigeria has been a prolonged story of inconsistencies that is often shrouded in secrecy all through successive government uh, federal government in nigeria but at the moment you can see clearly that government is not coming clean on the issue i could recall that before this government came on board in 2015 they have consistently criticized the then federal government that subsidy on petroleum price uh, products was a scam and that there's nothing like say, subsidy. The current president was quoted in national dailies as a den as saying that subsidy is a fraud and that there's nothing like subsidy. 
But today, they have, you know, they have put up a kind of poly, consistent policies of inconsistencies in the in this area. They said when they come on board in 2015, they will reduce prayer price. We have nothing to, we have no reason to be buying for our prices because we produce oil. But even from the beginning, from the very beginning, do we need to be importing oil? Having been a major player in the oil market, uh, market, a major oil producer and exporter for decades, is it not awkward? retrogressive and inexcusable for Nigeria as a nation to still be importing fuel, petroleum product, I mean refined product at this point of our development. One of the things that this government said they were going to do when they were campaigning to come on board was that they will resuscitate, they will repair, I don't know the language, technical language they use to just bring back on stream our moribund refineries, the one in Wari, in Kaduna, in Portacord, some other places. And they also say that they will build new refineries so that that will permanently put a stop to the importation of, 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 of uh, petroleum products into the country. As if you are producing oil internally to meet our local needs, I know that will permanently put a stop so the issue of you know government subsidizing the prices of uh, oil that are being imported uh, from outside the country. Do you know right from the very beginning, I don't support importation of petroleum products. Our government should take it as a task that must be done by making sure that we refine our petroleum products. I mean, for our local needs, because by exporting our crude and importing the refined product from that crude. We are only exporting jobs. That is the multiplier effect to other nations. That is why the unemployment rate is on the increase on a daily basis. How can you explain when about a crude of oil or a barrel of oil of crude is sold even at the highest rate of $120 per barrel? When a, a, a barrel of crude is refined over there, you have close to 4,000 liters of PMS alone, aside other uh, subsidiary products or associated uh, products. And in the process of refining that, it, prov- it, it provides a value chain that engages people into the process. That is the multiplier effect of refining our oil locally. It will provide jobs, save our foreign exchange, our national currency, and preserve the forest market. But I don't know why our government is hell-bent and blind to this gold mine. That is my own perspective. On the issue of my take on the total removal of first subsidy, I said no. If government has failed in its responsibility to make sure that we refine our oil locally and there's now need to regulate or to subsidize the international price of oil, because it, it becomes unaffordable to our people because that is the garment of our economy. It determines the prices of household goods and services in Nigeria. So government should continue to subsidize that product, that important product, until the needful is done. Because there is no economy in the world, even the most advanced form of capitalism, where a particular 
where no particular important product is not being subsidized for the citizenry. For example, in the UK, education is substantially subsidized. For the UK citizens, in America, agriculture is extensively subsidized. The same thing in Israel, in Germany, healthcare and education, substantially subsidized. In Nigeria, our own, okay, in our own case, is petroleum. So if we continue to subsidize for the citizenry, I don't see there's no, there's no, there's no excuse to remove subsidy when government has failed to do the needful. By removing subsidy and subjecting the Nigerian populace to the vigorous of the international prices of oil, even at this opting time, when the, 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 the effect of COVID-19 pandemic that has ravaged businesses and household income. It's, it's still with us. Government has come out to the, 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 the removal of trade subsidy at this time is totally unacceptable, unexcusable, and is uncalled for. It's a smack of insensitivity on the part of the Nigerian federal government. So my take is that petroleum fuel should be subsidized in Nigeria until when government do the needful of providing the needed infrastructure and enabling environment for that product to be refined locally. Thank you. Uh, thank you for sharing your thoughts with us, Doc. Um, we are grateful. All right. Um, if you are just joining us on the show, we have Dr. Jumbo with us and he's talking about the regulation and the subsidy regime in Nigeria. But Doc, I have some follow-up questions, sir. So don't you think the labor union, that's NLC, is slow in its response to this very issue? And also, do you think going on strike at this very crucial time, when the economy is just coming up, is the best option? So if I'm a hack, sir, can't we follow another path instead of strike to champion our cause? Yeah, okay. On the labor unions and even civil society organizations, you cannot completely exonerate them. It appears they are complicit. They are complicit. They are accomplices in this uh, government uh, hide and seek game on the issue of subsidy removal in Nigeria. You could recall that during the Obasanjo's regime. Even the Jonathan's regime, precisely in 2012, when the uh, price of fuel uh, went up as a result of subsidy uh, removals, and then you could see the level of uh, of uh, of uh, resistance mooted by the civil societies and, and especially the Nigerian Labour Congress on the issue at that time. But as it is now, is the, it has shown that the, these people has always been in concert. Their struggles has always been, you know, bankrolled by the oppositions for the last or the 16 years of, mili- of mili- PDP rule. So now their allies is in government. So they appear to be partners in progress. One, more often than not, they will just play the whole street, come to the public, make demands to government and all of that all in a bid to present to the public that they are especially the workers that they are representing their interests when the reality portends the contrary since the announcement of the present regime of uh, of first subsidy uh, government say has removed 
is he, is he, has, has he totally removed or he has commenced fixed removal of uh, first subsidy? Government, after some dilly dallying, some food dragging, came out and said they gave the federal government two weeks ultimatum to reverse uh, both the hike in electricity tariff and the fuel uh, price. Failure to which they will, they will declare a total strike. Let's wait and see how far they will go with that. But personally, I don't have any confidence any longer in the labor unions because I see them as allies of this current federal government. And over the years, they hardly they represent the interests of the ordinary workers, the masses. How far they will go with that? But personally, I don't have any confidence any longer in the labor unions because I see them as allies of this current federal government. And over the years, they hardly they represent the interests of the ordinary workers, the masses, which they propose to, to represent. They always defend their pockets and they defend the, their interests and the interests of their, of, their, of their larger group within the fold. Strike is always the resort, the option of last resort for workers. Has it been effective in Nigeria? I will say no. Is there any other means? I will also say no. For the, for the past month now, past six months or so, the academic staff unions of Nigerian University has, has been on strike. Nothing has been done on that. Whereas people are already clamoring that universities, our universities should be open for academic work. Whereas ASU issues have not been resolved. Recently, the, 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 the Nigerian Medical Association, the resident doctors, they went on strike. In the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic, they were not taken care of. Their needs were not met. They had to, they had to resort to strike before they could secure the audience of government. Later on, Joesu, another union in the health sector, also went on strike to call attention of the government to their plight. You can see the, the, the insincerity of the Nigerian government about the critical sector and the well-being of Nigerians. All right, sir. So what's now your advice for Nigerians? My advice to Nigerians is that they should totally reject the removal of first subsidy. Because there's no excuse for it. Nigerians have been impoverished. They have been pauperized. They have been living in the midst of water, but no drop to drink. They have been in the midst of wet, but no wet to live on. The Nigerian nation is getting richer with its leaders. Why the Nigerians? are getting poorer by the day. Nigerians are far becoming endangered species all over the world. Hmm. Because nobody wants to associate with Nigerians anymore. They see Nigerians as average hustlers and criminals who can do anything to survive. That is the state Nigeria has. All right, if you are just joining us on the show, we have with us on the show today, Dr. Jumbo, a brilliant lecturer of political science from Adekunla Jashin University. So, doctor, um, what's the conclusion for today? In conclusion, I urge my fellow Nigerians 
to be steadfast, prayerful, and tenacious, to be relentless in demanding for good governance. Nigeria is our nation, is our country, is our fatherland. We have no other nations that we can call our home aside Nigeria. We must put hands to on deck together to make this country work again. We must consistently demand accountability, responsibility, and forthrightness in the managing of our affairs from our leaders. For once, we should take our mind off religious leaders. They are not our problems. The major issue that we have in Nigeria today is about leadership deficit and the gap of accountability. Nigerians redouble their effort and refocus their attention on the issue of governance. If we get governance right in Nigeria, I believe every other thing will fall into places. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you for coming on the show. We are grateful. Oh, thank you. Um, I believe our listeners have learned one or two things on the show today. Please, you can forward your question to plus two three four eight one three three eight seven one four eight zero. Now to our question of the week segment. We don't really have a question today, but the first person that shares his or her thoughts with us on today's podcast receives our data, the one gig. You can send your comment to zero eight one three three eight seven one four eight zero. Shout out to my crew, Chineku Methu, Michael Aluoja, Head of Graphics, Miss Yanu, and Teams Global Concepts. Please remember to share this link with friends and families. Thank you for listening. Catch you next week. Thank you for listening. Please send your comments to Ayo on WhatsApp 0813-387-1480. Share and listen to previous episodes on anchor.fm slash the Nigerian Story Podcast. For sponsorship, Contact us at ReviveNigeriaMission at gmail.com. Please join us next week as we'll be telling another interesting story. Shout out to all members of Revive Nigeria Mission. We love you.